Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What's up? Welcome to the Assistant Coaches Podcast, Week 2. I'm Rob Maddox. This is Tom Hicks. We're here to talk to you about um, what happened last weekend, what's happening this weekend coming up, maybe some news in between. We'll uh, bullshit a little bit, and uh, we'll just kind of break it down and have some fun. What's up, Tom? Not much, Rob. How are you doing tonight? Well, sad to say, your boy is isolated with the Delta. That is not good. You sound great, though. The thing that really in my taste, which means I can drink bad beer now and not have to worry about it. After after our tailgate <laughs> last week, I got so much bad beer in the house, uh, I can I can knock it out and not have to taste it. Well, that's a good thing. You can save money that way. Absolutely, and, I, and one way or another, I will drink this Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm golden. Sitting at home all day, uh, pouring over all my leagues and all my failings so far. So yeah. trying to figure out a way to turn this shit around. You and me both. Well, I'm I've got it going really well in a couple in a few in some leagues, and I've got some leagues where I'm going, what the hell? It's just like I don't know what's going on. I've got leagues I should be killing people with and I'm behind. Uh it's um it, it's such a conundrum. You look at your teams that you've drafted. Uh, after you draft and I showed a couple of my leagues to some of my other friends and they're like what are you drafting with sixth graders or what are you in a five team league and then and in two of those leagues I'm 0-2 I'm just getting blasted I'm in the uh, I know it's going to self-correct it's got to self-correct of course. we we do this too much we put too much time into this to not have some sort of positive results right exactly and okay, it's like so it's kind of correct it's not like we've never done this before Exactly. And like, like I said, the, the first month of the season, I don't get too nervous. Like we talked before, I'd like to, I'd like to come out of the first month with at least 500. If I lose a couple games, the first couple weeks, I don't really, I mean, I don't like it, but I'm not going to get crazy. I'm a react. Don't overreact person. Like I'm not, I'm seeing guys like they lost two weeks in a row and they're blowing up their games. And yeah, just, it, it's hard not to, when you look at your roster, and you realize you've been Shanahan with you know by yep. Brandon Ayuk and the running back situation there, which I was. But what uh-huh. do you do? Do you stay steady? And then you look at a team like Pittsburgh, where I have massive shares in Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool in numerous leagues, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger simply does not have anything left. So what no. do you do? Do you, you just sell out and try to pick someone else up? It's just. Yeah, I have Roethlisberger as a backup quarterback in some leagues, and going against my own thing, I'm I'm dropping him out for like Derek Carr. Well, and who would have thought Derek Carr was going to be the gunslinger he is right now? The Raiders shouldn't be two and zero. Derek Carr shouldn't be like a top five quarterback in the league. This is mm-hmm. not what we have been taught to be true. The thing is, Derek Carr has always been a good quarterback. He just had some problems with some of the players and not a good defense. But when he's had time to throw, when he's had people do throw too, 
he's been effective. It's it's very, very frustrating because I don't want to embrace Derek Carr any more than I want to embrace Ben Roethlisberger. And uh, I, honestly, I'm trying to stay calm. I'm trying to stay measured, trying to play the long game, but we're two weeks in and it's hard. It is. Yeah, you just keep you just gotta keep focused. All right. So uh what uh what went on this past weekend news wise that uh is playing on your mind right now? Talk to me. As far as like things that came out of the weekend the weekend. Anything. Game? Injuries, performances, uh just things uh, you watched over the weekend that really struck you as odd or interesting. The first thing that caught me was how Sam Darnold and the Panthers defense just completely gashed the New Orleans Saints. Sam Darnold looks like the quarterback the New York Jets drafted, thinking they were going to get. He looks he looks very good. And the Panthers defense is way beyond. I mean, that's a defense that pretty much went undrafted in almost every league. So what's your what's your long-term prognostication for Darnold? I thought coming out that he had all the physical tools, but maybe he was a slow processor and maybe he was just sort of a, a see it, throw it guy. But, uh, or, or is this just a case of, uh, he got Adam gazed in New York and now he's with a real staff on a real team and he's going to be good. What's, can I'm we expect with, this? I'm going with, he got gazed. Look at Ryan Tannehill. Oh. He was horrible in Miami. You put him in. You put him in te- in Tennessee with some with some weapons and some good coaching. He's great. Darnold looks like the same thing. His, I mean, he's got weapons everywhere you look. So I mean, how then, how does Adam Gase ever get another job? This is it's ridiculous. How, will he ever get another job? Because if the, if this form holds uh, true to what we saw with Tannehill, and we start suddenly getting fantasy relevant and NFL relevant players out of his regime man, they got to blame him at some point you got to be like oh it's not the players it's the dude coaching the players no even the jets i mean they look better than they did last year two weeks in they do they do wilson's got a ways zach wilson's got a ways to go they got they got some issues with wilson and sooner or later they're going to need to turn that backfield over to michael carter a little bit more and and go with uh Go with just the talent in the room versus, you know, the the, the veterans or whatever. But right. the, they'll get there eventually. But yeah, well, Kevin, I, I totally agree with your with your take there. Yeah, well, Tevin Coleman's been Coleman rather has been pretty much relegated to just irrelevance on that team. It's 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 Michael. Last week it was Michael Carter and Ty Johnson, and Carter did the bulk of the work. And I think you're just going to keep seeing as it's in four or five weeks he'll be. He'll be like the the lead dog. I think they need more defined roles, to be honest. I think they need to go into the game knowing mm-hmm. you are running back 1A. You're going to get the 15 to 17 touches, and okay. you are going to be the third down guy. You're going to, to, to spell the starter, and then you, meaning Coleman, are uh, here for an emergency purpose. Right. I think I think the original plan was to have Coleman be the starter because he was had a familiarity with that offense. But he just wasn't getting it done on the field. You got to put the young guys in. Well, you can have a familiarity with the offense all you want, but if it, if you don't have the talent level, or if it, you're washed up, or for whatever reason, yeah. then all the familiarity in the world isn't going to help you. Yeah, he's pretty much done. You know, he'll he'll get he'll get five to seven starts a game or carries a game, and that'll be about it. And by the way, I watched some film today on that Saints uh, Panthers game. 
Damn. They harassed uh, uh, Jameis Winston all over. Winston, he, I saw one, one particular uh, pass where he was going down and he just basically threw it up in the air and, and hoped and uh, the Panthers intercepted it. That, uh, that defense is looking scary. Yeah, they look very, very good. Like I said, I'm, I'm picking them up where I can. I pick them up where I can where I don't have really good defenses. Right, you know? right. And defense is such a crapshoot depending on the, the format you play in. Now, like, if you're just – if you're totally dependent on, on defensive scores, it's a super crapshoot. And, and believe it or not, it's 1992 and I still play in a league that's dependent on defensive scores. But uh, yep. if you got sacks and, and all the other stuff uh, – baked into it then uh i would say uh the panthers are an excellent streamer so uh what else are you thinking uh, well oh for uh the, my two yeah but that the detroit lions are actually fielding a relatively competitive football team There's some frisky cats aren't they I they was, really I are enjoyed that game last night i did too until the second half well then, you knew it was going to get ugly eventually because they simply don't have the uh, personnel to keep up but uh uh, Campbell's got him playing with some with some spirit and with some moxie, and I liked what I saw. Yeah, I mean, if they could ever put a whole game together, and I think the weather entered a lot into it because I mean, Goff was you know dropped the ball and you know it just it was just sliding out of his hand. I don't know if he has small hands or not, but because it didn't seem to be bothering Rodgers very much. <laughs> no, uh, well, Rogers also is used to playing in that environment where uh, golf came from uh, Southern California and then into a dome. Uh, I don't know how much really should be made into that, but uh, I mean, it's it's coincidental at the very least. But I do like how the how the Lions. All we heard about Campbell was he was going to be a ground and pound meathead. But I do like how the Lions are allowing Goff to throw the ball. He was the first yeah. overall pick. He's been to a Super Bowl. Let the dude throw the damn ball. Right. And he's got – I mean, he, he doesn't have a ton of weapons. I mean, he's got Hawkinson, which is a really nice start for any team. Yeah, no, admittedly, I've never watched a whole lot of Hawkinson, but that boy yeah. can ball out, all right? He's, yeah. he's, he's probably Travis Kelsey in three to five years. Yeah. I'd have won a lot more money if I'd have played Quentin Cephas last night at DFS, too. <laughs> you see, they got they got some they got some talent at wide receiver. There's just no standout guy there. There's no one to pull any coverage away from the other guys. So someone's going to have to. I don't want to say step up because I don't know who has the ability to step up there. But right. it, it, someone's going to need to emerge, and uh, they're going to need to go wide receiver heavy in in the draft and free agency. I think so. I mean, St. Brown looks nice. Nothing he's spectacular. A, he's a nice player, but he's a wide receiver two, three at best. Yeah, I yeah I think I don't know if they figured out his role exactly yet, because I mean when they get the ball to him he seems to be okay and he seems everybody says he's a good root runner so that's a really good start for a rookie. Yeah, and they say he's a smart kid and he's a high yeah. character guy and he'll be a he'll be a solid contributor, but it's so hard for a mid round rookie to come in and really make a huge impact like that, especially when there's no one else on the field to pull attention away from him. Right. But like I said, I liked what I saw there. So, you know, yeah. it, it's at least it was an entertaining Sunday night game. Yes, it was. I was I was okay with that. Oh, it's a Monday night. This it was Monday Tuesday. night. Oh, this Last is Tuesday. Night. This is the COVID, brother. I'm telling you, it's made me lose track of my calendar. So, uh, uh, you got a third for me? Uh, how good Tony Pollard looks for Dallas. Oh, dude. It's it killing like, me. It looks like 
Dallas is making the move towards the running back by committee thing. Zeke is nice between the tackles, but Pollard is so much more explosive around the edges. And they're they're both really good pass catchers. It just Pollard seems to have just like a little bit more zip. He does. He looks fast and he looks spry. And Zeke is the type of player to me that needs to be fed the ball a lot and he needs to wear defenses down. Um, I don't, without knowing what the contract situation is or when they could get out from underneath Zeke, mm-hmm. it, it looks for all the world to me like they're thinking of transitioning in the next year or whenever they can get out of that contract and transitioning to Pollard and then drafting uh, another rookie as a, as a running back too. Because Pollard, they got something there. The dude looks good. He's, he's fresh and fast. Yeah, he's a, he's a viable you know uh, flex play every week. Yes, he, he is not a handcuff. He has standalone value outside of the handcuff yeah. for sure. And even even if you pick him up as a flex play, if Zeke goes down, you now have another another number one running back on your on your roster. If Zeke went down for any uh, extended period of time, you're going to have a potential league winner in Pollard, much in the way Alexander Madison would be a potential league winner if uh, Dal Cook went down. So if Zeke yeah. happened to go down, which he he probably won't because they're splitting that workload up and uh mm-hmm. splitting that workload up makes makes zeke less effective in the big picture so if you took him in your first 10 picks i guilty uh i'm sorry for you you should have known too. better i should have known better but what are you going to do i mean you have to take if, if zeke fell to seven eight nine ten in your draft you had to take it yeah i mean it's it's easy to get taken in by the shiny object that Ugh. Well, yeah. Zeke is the shiniest of objects, and but I feel like he's probably going to have to take his show on the road in the next year or two. But uh, I think they're in fine hands with Pollard as a full-time back. Yeah, he looks he looks very good. All right, I'm going to throw a few out for you. Sure. Um, what the hell is up with the San Francisco running back situation? You got Trey Sermon got hurt on his, what his first carry. Yep. Elijah Mitchell found very little running room and got hurt as well. Uh, I think did Hasty get hurt? I believe Hasty might have. Hasty is hurt. So they're literally bringing in just guys off the street. They they just snagged Jacques Patrick off of our practice squad, a, a former XFL standout who's who's a fine player. And let me throw yeah. this out there: if any of these guys were out long term, Patrick probably should have made our team coming out of camp, and they should have let. Uh, oh, uh, I can't. No, Chris Evans is fine. Um, they should have kept Patrick as a um, as the the big oh. pounder. P Ryan, P Ryan, Samaj P Ryan. See, I was thinking of Lamichael P Ryan. See, ah. that's his cousin. They should have let Samaj P Ryan go, in my opinion, and kept Patrick. Uh, so they thought they would sneak him onto the practice squad, and now he is gone, baby, gone. Probably never to come back. If he has any uh, success at all in that San Francisco backfield, he'll hang around. I mean, uh, you got Jeff Wilson coming back pretty soon. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a big, you know, he's going to have a big role. He always does. Yeah. So that, uh, but if you have a, if you have a the choice, touch no one in that backfield. Yeah, I mean, I grabbed up Elijah Mitchell, and it's paid off for me so far. And it looks like he's starting this week. Is he good? Uh, it, apparently, but I'm not so sure. I'm in a hurry to start him this week. Right, right, right. I can see putting him in a. In, in a in a spot and leaving a flex open, but we just don't know from week to week when Mike or what uh, Kyle Shanahan's going to do. And for that matter, we never knew what Mike was going to do either. There's a reason right. it's called being Shanahan, but 
So anyway, moving on, uh, going to last night's game, I was I was sort of surprised, but not surprised at at, at Aaron Rodgers. But what I really, really, really got me was Aaron Jones. That Rodgers basically used him as a receiver, which is understandable because their receiving room isn't super good outside of uh, Devontae Adams. Right. I saw very little of um, Randall Cobb on the field. I don't ever recall seeing Amari Rogers, the rookie out there. Uh, so Jones, Rogers looked at him over and over and over, and it just—he he's going to be a huge asset, especially in the passing game. And I'm a little salty about this. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little salty because I play played against Jones in a couple of formats last night. So I was like, can we not get? AJ Dillon in there? Can we not look at someone else? <laughs> but literally every time Rogers dropped back and Jones flared out, he at least looked at him once. And oh, I'm like, yeah. yes, four touchdowns. Come on. Give me a break, man. Are we going to see another 20 plus touchdown season from Aaron Jones? Possibly. He looked really good. And I was I was really surprised that AJ Dillon did not see more work. But I suppose when you're going to ride the hot hand and he was hot as, as hell. I, I banged the A.J. Dillon drum for so long in the offseason. I thought it in a situation last night where they had the game in hand and the Lions were playing catch-up, you're going you're gonna to pound A.J. Dillon in the rain in Lambeau and, and eat up that clock. But uh, did it happen? No. So, you know, here I am stuck with uh, A.J. Dillon and half a dozen different teams just looking like an idiot, but what are you going to do? But again, it's another situation where he could be a league winner under the right circumstances. Yeah, he could. I don't want to wish for injuries. No, but oh, me neither. Yeah, I don't ever. Just, and at one point last night, Jones limped off, and yeah. uh, and I think Dylan came in and uh, he got completely ignored in the game plan. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Rogers quite trusts him yet. Ugh. Well, at one point, are you going to trust the guy? I don't know. That's. Okay, so I'm fully tilting on that, but I'm going to move on to one more. So Davis Mills has been named the starter for the Texans this week. Mm-hmm. I know that's not like a great thing, but uh, this just really goes to w- where Deshaun Watson is. The fact that he's healthy and they won't turn the team over to him. When are they going to do something with this guy? Okay, are they going to move on from him? Are they going to take wait until the trade deadline and uh, try to get something from him for, or for him? I mean, I know you want to see what you got in Davis Mills, but the game, third game of the year, really? Yeah, third game of the year, third third round draft choice against a really good defense who in DFS and, and my other leagues, I'll pick that defense up and I'll run it. Yeah, I, I didn't hate what I saw out of Mills in that small sample size this past no. week. but um, No, he didn't look awful. But but you're really, you're, you're setting him up to get murdered and uh, and – I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough. That's a tough spot for that organization to be in. And they've yeah. sort of made their own bed. And they sort of got a lie in it. But if it were me, I would. I would feature Deshaun Watson for two or three weeks and then try to flip him if he plays well. Yeah, I could see the logic in that too. Put him out there. Let him show what he's got. But let him know he's on a short leash. And you know, because I mean, Tyrod did not look bad. He doesn't, but the dude just cannot stay healthy. I mean, he's getting up there in years, and and he is what he is, and he can't take a whole lot of hits, and it's in his nature to want to run around. So, I mean, you're only going to get 
maybe 10 healthy games out of Taylor. And uh, I understand wanting to see what you got in Mills, but let's feature Watson for a few weeks and, and then flip him and get a draft pick to where maybe you can take a, a high round quarterback next year. Yeah. Well, the problem is they want three number ones. And I'm not sure anybody's willing to give that up. Well, Tom, as Austin Powers once said, I want a gold-plated toilet as well, but that's not in play now, is it? Right. I mean, would they, would they take two ones and a three? Maybe when it gets closer to the trade deadline. I don't think anybody's going to jump out there and go, oh, yeah, here's your three one. You know, here's yeah, our think, here's our future for the next three years so yeah. you can have one. I think they'll get more flexible the closer we get to the trade deadline. Otherwise, you're just carrying this dead weight into the offseason. It's just a distraction. So, yeah, we'll, this is going to be interesting, but we'll see how it goes coming up. So let's move on and uh, tell me what three surprises that you really have from this past week. Like, you know, something, one thing real quick that just jumped out at you. The thing that jumped out at me is how good Daniel Jones looked against yes. Washington. Cannot disagree he looked with that. like an NFL quarterback. They lost that game, and you can blame the guy who jumped off sides, which is just the most egregious thing you could ever do for is a nose tackle. But he played, he was doing what he was supposed to do. He was slinging it and looking good doing it. And he can and he runs. And he's fast. He, the dude is actually faster than you think he is to be a he's faster than a lot tall of guy. Yeah, he's faster than a lot of guys that people call running quarterbacks. You know, and uh, Saquon Barkley owners might not want to hear it, but Daniel Jones was the best running back that they had on the field. Yep. Yeah. I think that's – well, if we're going to go with a, a 1B, I think Saquon breaks this week, breaks out. I hope so. I really do because I love to watch a guy play, and I love his talent, and I, I hate – I really, really hope he doesn't get wasted and with the Giants. Uh, so I hope he does break out, and I hope Daniel Jones does – does yep. do well. I didn't expect anything out of him last week. Short week, still working back from the injury, but now he's got a long week with some extra wrecks, rest and a little extra rep that I think he could come out and be a difference maker this week. Cool. Cool. All right. He better because my teams need him. <laughs> yeah. I heard that. So. I, I actually sat him in every one of my leagues last week. Oh, that's a bold call there, Cotton, but it turns out it sort of worked out for you. It worked out. I, I played like James White over him, and it uh, paid off. That's a great call, actually. All right, so um, I'm going to throw out one, and then we'll, we'll just go sort of back and forth. Sure. Uh, so Derek Henry, uh, I'm not surprised by his usage on the ground, though I was a little surprised that they kept pounding him uh, despite the great game script. What I was surprised him was the six receptions he had. Now yes. I know people have said for a while that he can't catch the ball, but that doesn't that doesn't uh, jive with what we've seen in college and when he's been given the opportunity to catch the ball. The mm-hmm. dude's got decent hands. Now, he's not super flexible, but get get the ball to him in stride, and he can make things happen. So yeah, he has six six receptions. If you get hit, big Derrick Henry involved in the passing game, holy yep. holy crap he could have a record-setting year he could he could approach another 2,000 yards rushing and uh, can you imagine two back-to-back 2,000 yard rushing years that'd be oh crazy my goodness well the thing is everybody says he can't catch he it's not that he can't catch he never had to true they didn't ask him to do it nope and but i'll say i was really impressed i've been a henry truther since he came out of alabama much to the yep. uh much to the uh uh 
joy and fun of all the people I've been in leagues with where I kept him year over year when he wasn't being used properly by the Titans uh, offense. Now I will say I, I, I bailed on him and I let him go too soon. Mm-hmm. And so now he's with a, he's living a happy life with a, with another manager on another franchise. And all I can do is just watch and, and think about what could have been. Yeah. And just dread the day, the weeks you have to play. Against him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's your number two? Uh, let's see. From last week, please let me think for a second. Uh, wow, I, I just totally spaced. I can't. Um, from last week, the Minnesota Vikings, how close they kept it with Arizona. Jeez, how how crazy is Arizona's offense? I, I'm gonna admit i i'm not a kyler murray guy i thought his career arc was going to follow sort of what lamar's did like first year huge second year struggle once the league starts to figure you out and then it's just like a struggle as a passer but uh no i I was pretty wrong he's looked super good yeah he can make all the throws he i mean he doesn't have Mahomes' arms talent but he can make the throws he needs to make and oh, he yeah, move, to be a little guy, out. yeah. I, I'm afraid he's going to get broken because somebody's going to hit him really hard, and I don't think he's big enough to take a huge hit. Well, that's part of what happened last year. I remember watching that game, and I can't tell you who they were playing against, but he took a shoulder, a shot, and yeah. he got a shoulder injury. And from that game on, pretty much most of the rest of the year, he did not run the ball. And when no. he doesn't, when he doesn't run around, he's a different quarterback. So. Mm-hmm. So teams or defenses are going to have to figure out how to keep him much in the way that, that Russell Wilson, when he is not effective, it is because he is kept in the pocket and contained. Teams are going to have to figure out how to contain Kyler Murray, keep him locked up in the pocket and make him stand in that pocket and go through his progressions. And then right now you just can't do it. No, you, you, you have to play him honest where if he gets to a point where he's hurt like he was last year, defenses can tee off because he's not going to be able to move. Exactly, exactly. And they will because uh, it's like blood in the water. You know, when these coordinators and these teams see a guy is, is a little bit compromised from a, any kind of injury, they're going to attack. They're going to attack the weakness, which is yep. what they're supposed to do. So I'm going to go with uh, Najee Harris. Mm. Okay, this is uh, – a. Steeler week because I'm a Bengal fan and uh, I'm, I'm seeing a cattail flopping in front of your face. I know anyone listening can't see this on video, but it's a, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good kitty. Uh, Najee Harris cannot get it going. Okay. The dude is, is under a hundred yards on the season. I think he has six catches on the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, Many, many, many pundits expected him, pun intended, to hit the ground running. But uh, my question was, why? Pittsburgh did nothing to improve that offensive line. So why would anyone expect you could draft a rookie running back, throw him behind a train wreck like that, and expect all these incredible results? So uh, Harris can't get it going. I think we shut him down this week. Now, he's going to get there eventually, 
maybe may not be this year. It may be a, an 850 yard, seven touchdown year with a 3.8 yard carry average. Pittsburgh yeah. at some point might have to decide, you know, we're going to have to address this offensive line, but um, I'm, I'm not surprised, but uh, Harris just can't get it going. And uh, hopefully it won't happen this week either. <laughs> I'll tell you when he has space though, he looks very good. He's a very strong guy. Now that stiff arm was out of this world. That was but, uh, crazy good. <laughs> but uh, but the space has been very limited. And, yeah. Uh, he, he's while he's got some speed and some wiggle, he's not the sort of guy that can just take a tiny little crease and go with it. He's going to have to have some lanes opened up for him, yeah. or they're going to have to figure a way to game plan him into space with uh, screen passes, that sort of yeah. thing. And I don't know that Pittsburgh's offense is like that, but I guess. Um, I guess next Tuesday we'll be able to look back on this and see how wrong or right I was. Yeah, I I, I like him. I think he has a nice future. I think he's you, but I think you're right. He does have his work cut out for him along that line. Oh, the people want to criticize the Bengal offensive line and what they did or didn't do in the off season, but the Steelers lost two guys and just went, "Ha, we're fine." We're good. We'll figure it out. And everyone, you know, everyone was yeah. like, okay, they'll figure it out. But eh, just not working out that way so far. No, they're, they're, they have New York Giants offensive line syndrome. Oh. Both teams had offensive line issues and neither team addressed them. Oh, and you know what? The Giants traded for uh, Billy Price, who was uh, our former first round pick center. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and, and they were lauded for uh, beefing up their offensive line. How do you beef up anything when you take a, a first round bust from a team with a bad offensive line already? Right. Ugh. It, it tells just you blows my mind sometimes. It will tell you what the state of the Giants line, if that was an upgrade. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It, it's and no wonder uh, a guy with uh, all the talent in the world like Saquon Barkley struggles. Yeah. And I'm a Giants guy and it's hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> But I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not one of those fans at all. Oh, well, they stink. And da, 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 da. No, they're my team. I'm going to go. I'm going to hope they do well. But I really do wish that they would address some of the issues that they've got. I exactly. mean, they've got their weapons are incredible. Their wide receiver core is as good as anybody's, pretty much. But they're, well, they're they're in the discussion. There, there's others that are better, but there's plenty of talent there if they can keep it healthy and on the field. Right. Exactly. I, I'm, that's not even without mentioning John Ross. Oh, no. you're welcome there. Yeah, but I don't know if he's seen the field yet. He's uh, he's injured. He's been on injury reserve. Yeah. I don't know if he's on injury reserve or not, but I think he hurt his hammy or whatever. Um, and, and just, you know, the, us- the usual from the soft tissue thing from the speed guys, it gets old after a while. Well, it, it's, and it's a conditioning issue. I get it. They want to stay loose so they can run faster. But the thing is, if you don't get stretched out and take care of those things in the preseason, you're going to spend all your time hurt. Which let me tell you, let me tell you how many training camps, uh, practices, and how many games I've went to, and uh, this is just totally—it's not necessarily the point, but it's, it's sort of the point where these guys go through these stretches and they're just going through the motions. They're not really putting yep. anything into the pregame stretches. And uh, I right. pointed this out at times when I've been with people I've went to practices and games with, and I'm like, these guys are getting soft tissue inj- in- injuries. They're pulling groins. They're pulling hammies, mm-hmm. whatever. And look at them. They're, they're goofing through their, their stretches. Like this has to fall on the coaching staff and the training, the training yeah. department. They need to uh, coach these guys up on how to take 
you know, how to utilize and better take advantage of that opportunity to get everything stretched out. I, I've run, but I don't, I won't do that four miles to the parking back unless I've stretched everything out right. because I know something's going to, going to break. Right. I, I played a, I played running back and I knew that if I didn't get stretched out, I was going to be hurt. And if I get hurt, I don't get to play. And I wanted to play too much. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So we're going into week three and the things yeah. haven't been going great for a lot of us. But uh, there's always time to improve. So let's let's throw out three guys each or three situations each that uh, we're, we're keeping an eye on that could be fantasy relevant coming up. Well, there's well right now almost you can pick up almost anybody that the that the San Francisco 49ers pick up as a running back is a viable option. Uh, well, a quasi viable option. Um, Another guy that I'm thinking is going to be fantasy relevant, at least for another couple of weeks, is Braxton Berrios. Ah, that's a pretty deep dive, but he had a pretty good game this week. He's had two in a row. I mean, he's good until Jamison Crowder comes back, but ride him while he's hot and then dump him when you're done with him. Well, why are we still saying until Jamison Crowder comes back? It seems like we are always saying until Jamison Crowder comes back. When are teams going to be done with, well, we're waiting on Jamison Crowder to come back? Yeah, well, he's he's terrific when he's healthy. The problem is he's never healthy. Well, at some, point, at some point you ride a guy like Berrios and just let him play. And, and yeah, yeah, the guy's getting 70 catches for 70, 80, 100 yards and a touchdown. I, I'm riding him until he proves that I can't trust him anymore. Boy, isn't that San Francisco uh, running game? Isn't that the ultimate siren song? We know there's a guy there in that mix that's that's going to pop one week, and just everyone's going to be spending all they got left of their fab on him. But who the hell is it? They they have Carry On Johnson. Carry On Johnson has an opportunity to play snaps this week. Absolutely. He. I mean, he's a deep dive. You know, for people in deeper leagues. I mean, if I was in a fourteen team or more, I'd probably pick him up. And, and, and useless on a 10 12 team league and but, but what if he uh what if he gets hot for one week and what if he goes off for 97 yards and a touchdown and he catches a couple yeah. of passes everyone's spending their fab on him only to just be so sorely disappointed next week uh yeah. it's it's just there's so much promise in that backfield and so much disappointment week upon week i just don't even know what to do with it except i'm gonna stay away from it yeah i'm, I'm not touching it so I'm going to throw out Sony Michelle. Now, oh, last last year I was so out on Sony Michelle. Okay, I, I was, I thought he was old, looking old. I thought his knee wasn't right, and then uh, suddenly he goes to L.A. and he he gets to play last week because Daryl Henderson, of course, again got hurt, and Sony went ten for forty six. He looked fast. He looked decisive. He looked like he's shy of a damn cannon. And the guy's still young. What do you do with him? I'll tell you what you do with him. You put out feelers to try to trade for him because Daryl Henderson, we know this, he's he's best served as a change of pace back. He's not going to be able to survive a full season. So if you get a chance and you can get him for the cheap, grab Sony Michelle and, and yeah. hope you can ride him out to eight, 900 yards, seven, eight touchdowns, and he'll catch some balls. Yeah, I, I picked him up when they signed him because I figured at some point Henderson was going to get hurt and I'd have another starting running back. Yep. Yep. And it's a shame we're not all talking about Cam Akers and how good he looks because not gonna lie, I had shares of Cam Akers all over mm-hmm. the place. Just you another heart both. just another heartbreak. 
But the heart, the biggest heartbreaks are in the best ball leagues where you have them. Because now he's just wasting space. Yep, he's just a, he's just a bench spot you can't do anything about now. Nope. All right, what do you got next? Um, let's see. My next one is Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. I think he's got an opportunity. First of all, he's a veteran who knows what he's doing. I think it, it's taken him a little bit to get used to the offense he's in. But every week, he's the first two weeks, he's gotten better. And I think sooner or later, everybody's going to be doubling up on Diggs and they're going to start throwing more to Sanders because he's a he's always been a reliable target. So but but what we're looking at here, I think, is we're seeing sort of a shift in that offense through the first two weeks to where they're running the ball more. Just yeah. ridiculously, actually, no one expected this. And uh, so it sort of hurt the passing numbers. So uh, I, I think actually Sanders would be a very good if not buy low because it's very low, get him for free kind of option because at some yeah. point they're, they're a passing offense. At some point they're going to pass the ball. And Sanders yeah. is wide receiver too, and he's a solid veteran, and uh, he's going to get his. So if you get a chance, you, you know, if you can get a chance to get in there and get him, you should get him. Yeah, he's, he's on waiver wires everywhere. Oh, that's an easy call. In fact, once we get off this uh, pod, I'm going to be scouring my waiver wires for him. Lord knows I need help across all formats. There you go. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my my Bengals as my thing to watch this week. I think we can beat the Steelers, mm-hmm. and I say we because I've uh, purchased uh, licensed products, so I pay into their salaries. So I reserve the right to say we. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a what better opportunity to beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Ben is potentially hurt and out this week. Now, I know we always hear Ben whining about being hurt, then he comes out and throws for 350 and three, but um, he's not the same guy. He's 39 years old. He's got, uh, he took 10 hits against the Raiders. The dude is hurting. They're, they're down three to four guys on their defense. Their offensive line is a shambles. They just lost to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there could be any week where we can unleash Joe Burrow in the offense and put up a buttload of points and make the Steelers throw, and, and imagine if it's Dwayne Haskins or a, a, or Rudolph, uh, a quarterback, if we can get a little bit of a lead and make them throw the ball, this could be not a changing of the guard, but a definite changing of the narrative at Heinz Field. We could take control of the sort of – mid-tier of the north okay I, I still think we're definitely a tick below the browns and the ravens i know that pains me to say but uh if we could get a leg up on the steelers you, you gotta pass them one at a time right yeah and ben's dealing with a i think it's a peck injury peck yeah injury, yeah yeah so it, not good if you're throwing the ball a lot because right you need those pecks Right, and he, he's, he's at his age, he's showing the inability to drive the ball down the field on a consistent basis. Uh, so with that, with that peck injury, that just uh, exacerbates the issue. And um, like I said, hopefully we can see Rudolph or um, Haskins in there, yeah. and that should you know, let the hilarity ensue. Yeah, a lot of bench classes are coming up short, I'm noticing. Yeah, well, again, and I hate to keep harping on uh, players I own, but uh, I have so many Chase Claypool shares that have uh, come up empty thus far. I've been noticing that, too. Yeah, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Juju. Nobody's getting the numbers we expected from them when we drafted them. That should be an explosive offense. So the the issue is who's distributing the ball, in my opinion. So we'll see how that plays out this week. 
So uh, what's your third? Okay, this one is going to be my my ugly of the week, and that's going to be Justin Fields. It looks like Andy Dalton probably is not going to start. And based on what I saw Sunday, Justin Fields is nowhere near ready yet. Um, And he's playing against the Browns, which have a vicious pass rush. And they're just going to torture him. Uh, I agree with that assessment as far as Fields not looking like he's necessarily ready. I did notice a couple of times last week since they played the Bengals that um, he he went one read and then immediately pulled the ball down and, and took off running, which was the knock on him coming out of Ohio State that he was a one-read guy. Um, also, he didn't – I expected he would start forcing the ball to uh, Allen Robinson. Like, if, if, you got a, if you got a big star receiver and you're a young quarterback, just feed your best player – and uh, that wasn't the case. Now, it could be totally different when they build the whole game plan around fields. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he's ready. Uh, two false starts on the quarterback as well as a fumble lost and an interception. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he looked a little lost, a little confused. His uh, raw athleticism, you know, he'll make plays, but uh, I don't think he's ready to come in. And- yeah, he's got Ohio State quarterback syndrome. He thinks he has six seconds to throw like he did in college, and he doesn't. Now, six seconds to throw, if you think you got six seconds to throw, that's going to get you hit twice. Yeah, exactly. Because so. if you're lucky, you get three. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow got sacked on, uh, I think his average, he has three seconds on average to uh, pass the ball, if I looked at this tweet right today. And uh, he's been getting sacked past three seconds, so he's holding on to the ball too long. Right. Which, uh, uh, you know, opposite of Fields, he doesn't have that uh, athleticism. But Fields needs to unload it three seconds or under and uh, start figuring out how to go through his progressions. It's going to be a little rough. He'll get there. Uh, but when Dalton's healthy, I think they announced today when Dalton's healthy, the job's his again. But Right. Right. And I think it's mostly just like what we just said. Fields just isn't ready. Dalton is a, is a long way from manna from heaven. But... He knows, how to play the, he knows how to play the NFL game. He knows how to go through his progressions, which it's going to take fields a little while. Because in Ohio State, when you have six seconds, you can you can lock onto your first read for six seconds. Oh, yeah. Nobody, and nobody can cover anybody that long. Nope, nope, nope. You are correct. So I'm going to throw out my last guy, and uh, it's going to be Henry Ruggs from the Raiders. Uh, I I had a lot of shares of him last year because I thought, you know, I'm sort of an SEC guy and he came out of Alabama and he's speed for days. And I thought he was going to have a big year. And then uh, John Gruden didn't get creative and figure out ways to get him the ball. And uh, Derek Carr often had uh, issues releasing the ball downfield. Yep. And uh, there were a lot of uh, uh, on tape. A lot of times, Ruggs was open, and he just didn't get the he didn't get the ball. Yep. The, he didn't get the pass. So, for 113 and a touchdown last week, and uh, I know a lot of uh, people are saying it was his, but uh, I'm going to need to see it again and maybe again because I'm I'm not going to get burned on this uh, speed guy, this high draft capital speed guy because uh, I like him, I like his talent, but um, uh, I'm going to need to see it more than once. Oh yeah, and my, last year they uh, part of the problem was Car was has been dealing with injuries the last couple of years too, and they said this is the first year he's been really healthy going into a season. Well, he looks the part. Yeah, he's uh, oh, yeah. he's confident. He's driving the ball down the field. He's making good decisions, and and he's got the weapons to to utilize. So 
if uh, if all this keeps trending this direction, it could be a big year for Carr and Ruggs and the Raiders. Whoever thought oh, yeah. we'd be saying that? No, who think they'd be ahead of Kansas City two weeks into the season? <laughs> oh, not this guy. That was another great game this weekend. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, thank. I don't want to say this, but thank goodness I was able to stay up late and watch that game because I'm not having to go to work right now. So. Right. Well, see, I'm stupid. I, I stay up and watch it anyway, and then I hate yeah. myself the whole next day. No, I usually do that for the home team, but then I usually hate myself the next day because I spend all that time watching a loss. But, uh, yeah, we won't get into that because that's a whole other podcast. So <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps us. Um, any final thoughts, Tom? I'm just looking for another another really good week. There's some really interesting games coming up this week. And like one is like um, – what was I going to talk about? It was um, Brady and the Rams. Brady against the Rams. Oh yes, that's going to be a good game. And the crazy thing is, the Buccaneers are the under are the dog in this game. I did not know that. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, Rams are given two. Wow, wow, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that line moves over the course of the week because yeah, yeah, that's uh, poof. You don't want to disrespect Tom Brady and the boys like that because he might drop seven on you. Right. And that, but that, I think that's going to be like the game of the week. Absolutely. There's so many fantasy points in that game. And do you think this is the week that uh, the Bucks get a rushing touchdown? They haven't had one yet. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to be Jones that gets it if they get one. So you think it'd be a uh, lunch pail Lenny? Think he'll get it? I think so. He's, he's taken over the backfield. All right. You got that right here. Tom Hicks calling uh, uh, Len Fournette with the touchdown this week. Put your money on it if you got the uh, over-under. I I think I'll probably stay away from that bet just because my wife doesn't let me gamble. But, hey, I I trust your judgment there. She's obviously a wise woman. Unless she's seen gamble. She knows it's not – it usually doesn't end up pretty. That's why we don't talk about DFS on this show. Ah, well, not too, well. I, I bring it up occasionally, but I'll try to behave now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a bad idea for me. So, listen, we the fantasy coaches have five days worth of podcasts, Sunday through Thursday. You people listening out there, tune into some of these shows. Whether you want DFS, you want waiver wire stuff, you want dynasty stuff, we got you covered. So, uh, tune in, check the website, thefantasycoaches.com. Uh, Tom, what you got going on? Got anything you want to plug here? Well, let's see. I'm doing my articles for the Fantasy Coaches, my Twitter page, Fantasy The with a PH. And I have a page on Facebook, the Fantasy Pharaoh, both with PHs. All right. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I can be found uh, at the, on the Fantasy Coaches podcast. I haven't been doing a lot of print content lately. Hope to get back to that. But uh, I am doing weekly stuff on uh, stripehype.com. That's the Cincinnati Bengals uh, website also i can be found at uh, rob maddox 2 on twitter so look me up there i've been a little quiet lately because it's been a rough week i'm licking wounds so and you know how it goes uh tomorrow's wednesday i start feeling better i start making bold predictions again so uh tom it's been fun we will uh look to do this again next week and let's hope brother let's hope we have a better week this week you oh it, well, it couldn't get a whole lot worse. So oh, 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 don't challenge the fates. Oh, I know. Man, don't challenge the fates. And I'm hoping you're feeling better next week at this time. I appreciate you, sir. You stay out of harm's way, and uh, we'll hook up again next week. Absolutely. All right, for the fantasy coaches, we are out.
The bag is not far-fetched We got a couple of Clark cans. I've been feeling super duper How the heck they know the future Come with me, don't be a loser Grass is green like Cooper Scoopers Clueless analysts don't do the half of this In fact, I'm backing this by asking If y'all remember that tough act Interacting shh Like boom, running like zoom The highest and mighty has entered the room High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes All players covered, this nuts as legumes Opponents are doomed and these are the facts I keep it 100 like I'm running track I listen up Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.